Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Buck in the process of moving into a new place in South Florida. He'll be back with me on Monday. Uh, But for Friday, as we roll into the weekend, he is engaged in the moving process with his lovely wife, Carrie. And uh, I bet, I don't bet, in fact, I know, that he would much rather be here because he is not excited about the moving process. But... He'll be back with us on Monday. Uh, A lot to get into here in the next couple hours of the program, but I wanted to hit you with this news that's just dropped in the last 20-some-odd minutes. Uh, And this is a long-running, unsolved mystery, uh, murder mystery. Las Vegas, I'm reading from the Associated Press. Las Vegas police have made an arrest for the very first time in the 1996 killing of rapper Tupac Shakur. A person with, and I'm reading from the AP, a person with firsthand knowledge of the arrest told the Associated Press Dwayne Davis was taken into custody Friday morning, says Davis is the uncle of the suspected shooter, this is according to the AP, and has long been linked to the investigation. Uh, The arrest comes two months after Las Vegas police searched a home tied to Davis. Tupac Shakur just 25 years old when he was gunned down in a drive-by shooting near the Las Vegas Strip has now been 27 years ago. And if I remember correctly, and I think I am right about this, I think he was shot in the immediate aftermath. A lot of you will remember this, and staff, correct me if I'm wrong on the date here. I think he was shot after the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield ear biting fight. If you remember that crazy fight back in the day when Mike Tyson spit out his mouthpiece and bit Evander Holyfield's ear, I believe that happened in 1996 in Las Vegas, and Tupac Shakur was shot in the aftermath of that fight. All the celebrities were out to watch that boxing match. 
I think I'm correct in that. I know it was in the aftermath of a boxing match, I believe. But if the staff can correct me on that. But that is big news. I don't know how many of you uh, are uh, paying a lot of attention uh, to that story or were familiar with it. But an unsolved murder, probably one of the most famous unsolved murders in current American history, potentially someone being charged uh, with that crime. We got a couple of good calls there as we were going into the break at the end of the first hour. And it reminded me of something that I think is important. Do you remember how Joe Biden ended up the nominee in 2020? There's so much chaos that happened in 2020, starting in March when COVID shutdowns and everything else happened that I feel like a lot of the 2020 Democrat primary race has been kind of ignored because so much attention then flowed in on the COVID response and all the chaos associated with that. But I want to take you back in time. I want to take you back in time to the winter of 2020. Before Joe Biden was the presumptive nominee, He was getting smoked in the Democrat race. Joe Biden came in, and the staff can also look up on this. I think it was sixth in Iowa and fifth in New Hampshire, or vice versa. He didn't just get beat. He got slaughtered in both those places. The two states where voters get to know the candidates the best where you have to travel around all 99 counties, where you have to go to all the different diners in in New Hampshire, where voters can legitimately say, sometimes you'll see quotes like this, they'll say, hey, how are you leaning? Iowa, New Hampshire. And they can legitimately say in those states, if you're really politically active, I haven't decided yet. I've only met the candidate a couple of times so far. (laughs) Think, Think about that for a minute. Most people in our entire lives, we never get to meet someone face-to-face whoever runs for president, right? There are 340 million, 330 million, whatever the heck it is. There are millions of you listening right now. Most people, if you get to see the president at some point in time, it's a really big deal. I went to George Washington University. Every now and then the motorcade for the president, because I'm in Washington, D.C., would come running by. At that point in time, it was Bill Clinton and George W. Bush were the presidents. If you just got to see the president drive by and you could say, I saw him with my own eyes, it was a big deal. And I know a lot of you out there listening are like, yeah, getting to see a president with my own eyes, big deal. I remember when I was a little kid, I think it was 1984 or thereabouts. Ronald Reagan came to Epcot down at Disney World. And my this was before Disney had lost its mind. I don't even know that they would let Donald Trump go to Disney World right now. I can't believe I could say that. Like if Donald Trump was like, hey, I want to go to Epcot and do a rally and speak, there's no way Disney would let him do it, right? Am I crazy? No, they wouldn't let him do it. I'm surprised they still have him in the Hall of Presidents. So, but back then, before Disney World had gone woke, before everybody had lost their mind, 
Ronald Reagan, President of the United States, he's doing a speech at Epcot. And my mom's probably listening. She can correct me if I'm wrong about this. I think I was five years old. There was a huge rope line. It is probably 180 degrees that day in Florida. Because believe it or not, even before global warming, it was hot in Florida. It's 180 degrees. I'm in uh, like knee socks. Those little tiny Adidas short shorts that kids used to wear back in the day. They may be popular again. I think they will be soon. And I'm tiny. I'm four or five years old. And as a result, I'm able to go all the way to the front rope line at Epcot 1984. And Ronald Reagan is going to come by in the presidential limo. And they have a parade. And it's so hot that day that I remember they had, I think it was majorettes. Is it a majorette who twirls the batons? I think they're still called majorettes. Hopefully that's not an offensive term now. They probably have, you know, trans baton twirlers now who are really impressive. But back then, majorettes, girls, they twirl the baton. Majorette is standing there. They're all standing waiting for Ronald Reagan to come by. It's so hot that the girls start falling out. I remember four or five years old standing there. The girls are falling down. They have people coming around in these little with these little paper cups. It's 180 degrees. Everybody is so excited at the idea that you could see the President of the United States, that people are legitimately falling down at Epcot. President comes rolling by. I still remember how incredible that moment is. Even as a four or five-year-old kid, that was the very first time that I had ever seen the president, and I couldn't believe that I had gotten to see him with my own eyes. So most people getting to see the president, say nothing of shake his hand, get a picture, getting to see the president is for most people an incredible achievement in person, your own eyes. The people who saw Joe Biden the most in 2020, voters in Iowa and voters in New Hampshire, they put him in fifth or sixth place. They said, we have seen this guy so many times that there is no way that this could ever be the President of the United States. Don't dismiss what then happened. Number one, Bernie Sanders. Do you remember after New Hampshire what that looked like? Bernie Sanders was in first place. Do you know who was in second place? Mayor Pete was in second place. And the Democrat power brokers just said, nah, Bernie's going to lose. He's a socialist. Mayor Pete, there's no way people are voting for him. He's a gay white dude. They won't even talk about it in the Democrat Party, but the reality is black guys aren't voting for a gay white dude. They won't even mention it. Black dudes aren't voting for a gay white guy. Mayor Pete has a 0% chance of ever being elected president of the United States. I honestly mean this. I don't think it's possible that it could happen in my life. Now, maybe 30 years from now, black dudes are going to be like, okay, I'm okay voting for a gay white guy. I don't think so. They won't mention it. They won't explain it, but they just said, yeah, he's not happening. Elizabeth Warren was too old and also too much of a socialist. She was kind of like Bernie, except 
with longer hair. And so uh, Pocahontas, also with the major Native American connection. You would think, given identity politics, that Pocahontas uh, Warren would have been like a, a no-brainer. I mean, she's got every Native American, powwow, chow, book she wrote, everything. So they just said, Joe Biden is our guy. Boom, and they made the choice. The reason why I bring all this up is Democrats play to win. That's all they care about. They are nasty. You have to admire it. They just said, old socialist, sorry, Bernie, you're done. Gay white dude, you're done. Old white guy, Joe Biden, you're our choice. James Clyburn said, everybody go vote for him. They all went and voted for him. It was over. I was thinking about this in the wake of Wednesday. Who in the Republican Party has the balls to actually do something like that? Surely Trump has the balls. That's why he's popular, right? But what the Republican Party should actually do is say, okay, Mike Pence, you're done. Chris Christie, you're done. You had your time on the stage. There's a 0% chance that you are going to be the nominee. Let's have an actual fist fight here. Between there's really three people. And we're going to talk to Doug Burgum next, and I thought he was great on the on uh, the stage on Wednesday night. I don't think Doug Burgum has a chance to be the nominee. I really like him. I like the business background. I like uh, the fact that he is governing and actually getting things done in North Dakota. That's what I would like to see in a president. I don't think he has any chance. Democrats just wiped out their guys that didn't have any chance and decided Joe Biden was the choice. And they won. Is anybody in the Republican Party going to make any of these other dudes who have no chance drop out and actually figure out who the nominee is going to be? At this point in time, in my always humble opinion, there are three people who could win the Republican nomination. Donald Trump, who is the favorite, Ron DeSantis, and Nikki Haley. Everybody else should be out of the race. Let those three fight it out. Trump would still be the favorite, but you need to end up with the best possible candidate that allows you to win. Democrats, they do it. Republicans, it's a lot of people that don't actually make anything happen. And I just want you to think about what Democrats did in 2020 to grab power And think about what they're doing to Trump now to try to grab power. And ask yourself this. Do Republicans actually want to win? Or do they just want to be nice? I think we got too many nice people. I want to kick ass. I want my opponents to cry. In sports, you don't sit around and say, man, I hope we can win by a field goal if everything goes perfect. Seems like to me, Republicans every election hope that everything goes perfect and they win by a field goal. I want to crush my opponents. I want to beat them by 50. Why doesn't anybody else? Just think about it. I'm going to be joined by Doug Burgum here in a moment. Uh, something called a secret royalty program. You've heard Buck talking about it. Here's what it is. There's an IRS loophole that allows Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. 
The publication Business Insider writes this opportunity could provide, and I quote, enough money to live off each year without having any other retirement plan. There are no age or income requirements. It's available to anyone 18 or older. No employment requirements. You can be working or retired. Best part is you never have to shop at this mega online retailer, but you'd better hurry. The deadline to collect the next payout just a few months away. It only takes a few minutes to get started. Visit secretroyaltyprogram.com now. Again, secretroyaltyprogram.com before the upcoming deadline. Paid for by Wide Moat Research. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... Producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head and Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details that is two i bet that's the first time tupac has ever been played uh on this program this is tupac probably tupac's most famous song kill that 25 years old if you just got in your car and you're like why in the world how did that so they have arrested the potential murderer of tupac and i wanted to clean up a couple i was a little bit off on the uh on the event that tupac was attending I thought it was the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield ear biting fight. I don't even remember this dude, but he was there for a Mike Tyson fight. But Tyson was fighting Bruce Seldon, um, so it was in the aftermath of a Mike Tyson fight, but not the Mike Tyson fight that I thought. My mom also texted me and said my recollection of Epcot and Ronald Reagan is collect- is correct. Can you imagine? If Trump asked to deliver a speech at Disney World, the Trump people, a lot of them listen, make the request. I I don't think they would let him. I don't think they would let, think about that. Ronald Reagan doing an event at Epcot feels very American. He's delivering a speech, 1980s. 
I don't think Disney World would allow Donald Trump to deliver a speech at one of their theme parks today. That's even if he were president of the United States. I, th- I think they would disallow it. I, I never really thought about it before, but I mean, that's kind of evidence of how much as a country we have turned into tribal craziness that the president of the United States couldn't even speak at Epcot. I mean, it's pretty wild to think about. Uh, let's see. Tyler in Colorado, what you got for us? First of all, really, really appreciate your show. It's one of those few time of the day when I had get some hope going again. Uh, I was I totally agree with everything you said about what the Democrats did in 2020, except also I, I think that they knew that they had all of the traps laid so that they could legally ballot harvest. And then, of course, there's the media influence. But anyway, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. But I just wanted to say thank you, first of all, and and add that the, I don't I, I have a fear for 24 that, you know, the Republicans, they they just stay in their the chairman stays in the motel room and does it. We've got to do the le- what we is legally uh, in place, according to the rules, to get a bigger vote turnout. Thank you. I agree 100 percent. And I've talked to a lot of people in positions of power. Figure out what the Democrats did to put John Fetterman in office. John Fetterman doesn't deserve to be there. He can't do the job. You got to replicate it, though. Figure out what they did, deconstruct it, do the same thing for 24. You know what's better than being able to pronounce the word Perkel? Actually, having a set of Perkel sheets. My pillow is having, I don't even know if I said it right that time, having their biggest closeout sell on the Perkel sheets right now, 60% off. $25 per twin set, $35 for queen size sheets. I want you to buy all these sheets so I don't have to keep pronouncing Perkel and getting it wrong, evidently, and having everybody lose their minds because I don't know how to pronounce the type of sheet well enough. Go buy all these things so they don't have any more left. Uh, They're manufactured deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Extremely durable. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck, 800-792-3269. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck is out moving today. He will be back with us on Monday. I'm joined now by North Dakota Governor, uh, who did really well, I thought, on the stage on Wednesday, Doug Burgum. Governor, what has the reaction been uh, from Wednesday's debate so far as you can tell? Well, first of all, Clay, great to be on with you. But wow, the reaction's been terrific. Uh, I think people are like, I uh, do things, which is uh, this guy's got a lot to say about economy, energy, and national security. And then the second thing they're saying is, you know, why was Fox uh, News trying to shut him down, threatening to cut off his microphone? Because he's got something to add to the conversation. So uh, before we get into Wednesday, the first debate, I don't know that I know the full story. You were playing basketball with your uh, with your staff and you injured yourself. How? What's the what? I, that was one of the most amazing things I thought to happen before <laughs> the Milwaukee debate. I don't know what you had spent on running for election, but getting injured playing pickup basketball was probably the one thing on the uh, on the board that you did not have uh, contemplated. What happened there? Well, first of all, I've played basketball my entire life, and I've been blessed with having uh, 
I've got enormous gratitude for my legs. I mean, between, you know, marathons, 10Ks, basketball, 35 years of uh, organized softball, all the stuff I've done, barefoot water skiing, climbing mountains, never have had a knee or ankle injury. So, hey, we're, I'm, we're, in, we're in Milwaukee, the Bates at the Buck Stadium. we got Mar- Marquette, a basketball powerhouse. And they're like, we're going to get a chance to go play, shoot some hoops over at Marquette. I'm like, I'm in. Uh, and so we're over there uh, and, you know, and went from, uh, you know, shooting around a horse to, hey, let's play some pickup uh, a little more competitive and then got going anyway. I ended up blowing my Achilles. It completely ruptured it. And this is like 28 hours before the debate. So I don't know if you heard it. In the first debate, I was, it was named the best presidential debate performance ever by an individual standing on one leg. <laughs> so hold on. What's your staff's reaction when you go down and you're like, I think I tore my Achilles, like, could you tell immediately? Did you feel a pop? I mean, this feels like something that would happen in a television show because I can only imagine your staff. Did anybody <laughs> like bump into you? Did anybody try to challenge a shot? Was it non-contact? I got to know how this happened. Well, I, you know, having played ball my whole life uh, and having do some really fun peak experience, like going to the Michael Jordan basketball camp in 1998, right after he won his sixth championship. My coaches there were Dean Smith and John Thompson. I mean, that is so badass. That is awesome. Yeah, it's been a great sport. But I three times in my career, having played, you know, organized league ball, you know, winning state tournament tournaments for the, you know, under thirty, over thirty, over fifty, all this stuff. I three times I've been on the court when people blown their Achilles. Each time they went down, no one was near them. Each time they were on the floor and they said, "Somebody kicked me. Who kicked me?" Yeah, And I went down, I went down, I was trying to break the other guy's ankles, put on a move, boom, I go down, and I, they said, what I, the first thing I said was, who kicked me? Yeah. And, and I heard myself say that, and then they said, did you sprain your ankle? And I said, no, I ruptured my Achilles. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're okay. Walk it off. Walk it off. I said, no, I, I ruptured my Achilles. And they're like, how do you know? Because this is apparently what people say when they rupture their Achilles. And now... When you have it, and then it's national news, not quite like Aaron Rodgers. I didn't. Make yeah, what did you think when you saw Aaron Rodgers? I mean, uh, that had to be well, like. A, I mean, I imagine your recovery process while you're on the on the trail is is super difficult as well. Yeah, it is. And then somebody showed me the close up video of you could actually see the ripple in the sock, and I yeah. kind of turned my stomach a little bit. So I only watched that once, but yeah, that's exactly what it feels. It feels like a little bit like someone just took a hatchet and hit you in the back of the calf when you weren't looking. But anyway, we're. We, uh, you know, we have a phrase in North Dakota, cowboy up. I mean, I had 24 hours and people said, oh, you're not going to be able to stand up there for two hours. And I said, I got one good leg. I can do that. So that's what we did on the first one. But this one was a lot more fun because I was not in extreme pain <laughs> like I was during the first debate. Oh. So here's what I love about uh, what I have been able to glean from you so far. Uh, you have an incredible business background. I still think a lot of our audience doesn't know you. So I'm going to ask you to give like a quick bio for this audience. But you have an incredible business background. You've built, I think I'm correct in this, a multi-billion dollar business uh, in a place where I don't think a lot of people contemplate multi-billion dollar tech businesses being built in North Dakota. I'm curious how you did that. And then you have used that business knowledge, which is what I love because you've had to make, make payroll and you've had to understand the challenges that come with running a uh, for-profit business, which frankly, most politicians haven't. You've translated those skills to running a state efficiently. I like that combo. I think to a large extent, that's what Trump was able to uh, to appeal to. Obviously, he had no political background before, but how has business aided you in your political career 
and quickly your background for people out there listening to us right now that may not still be that familiar with you. Well, thank you, Clay. Quick story is I uh, grew up in a town of 300 people. This town had you know gravel streets, uh, one paved road, the state highway running through it, not a computer in the town. Fabulous place to grow up. Every job I had working at the farm, the ranch, the grain elevator, uh, you know, started a little construction company, putting up steel bins with buddies like when we were in high school. Uh, you know, actually worked as a chimney sweep to pay my way through North Dakota State undergrad. All of that stuff was jobs where I took a shower at the end of the day. I mean, I understand what it is to get up and work and work all day long in, you know, really some of the, like, they, they, some of the jobs I had at the elevator should be on the episode of World's Dirtiest Jobs. Anyway, you do that, you understand and appreciate what it's like to, you know, for a paycheck. When I'm 13 years old, my dad dies. He's a World War II Navy vet. My mom had to go back to work, widow three kids. I know what it's like to have economic insecurity and for somebody, a single mom working to do that. Now, fast forward, I'm in my mid-20s, and I got 160 acres of farm ground, which is in dry land wheat farming. That's not enough to actually farm. You can't be a farmer in North Dakota. You need 1,000. Those days, 1,000 acres. Now it's thousands to be able to have an economic unit for, for dry land farming. But I had that ground, and I had, I'd seen my first Apple II computer, and I'm like, that's going to change the world. So I literally took a mortgage out on the farm. I bet the farmland I got for my dad, which you'd never do. That's a giant no-no when it's been, you know, homesteaded and paid for, you know, you, but I did it. And that was the capital. You couldn't get venture capital in those days. No one had heard of a software company. And we started with less than 10 people and we beat it, built a 2000 person company. We had a great run as a public company, got acquired for 1.1 billion. Uh, and then I stayed there and, and then continued to build that into even a much larger business as part of a, as part of a larger operation. So I've had people working for me in 120 countries, customers all over the world in some of the largest, you know, employees working for me in the largest cities, places where you didn't have the, I had team members that didn't have the right to vote. They didn't have the right to assemble, right to bear arms. I mean, you build an appreciation for this country when you see what the rest of the world is, but that having that experience and then saying, Hey, I'm going to run for governor. People said, Oh, you can't win. You've never done it. You're down 50 points in the poll. We ended up winning in 16 and in 2020 by over 40 points, largest margins of any governor races in the country in those years we won by. Because we just said, hey, we're going to bring, we're going to treat the taxpayer like a customer. We're going to have a, a technology background, how we're going to make government services more efficient and effective. And we're going to serve everybody. We're not just working for the party that elected us. Because when you get elected, we're in the executive branch. You work for everybody. Everybody drives on the roads. When we, we have a blizzard in North Dakota, which, by the way, is the size of all six New England states. When we have a blizzard, we plow the roads for the independents, the Democrats, the Republicans, uh, you name it, we're plowing the roads for everybody, and that's what it is for all the stuff. Our schools, our you know, healthcare, all the stuff we're involved in. I don't know how this became so divisive and politicized. Right, do that in Congress. Put on a jersey, red jersey, blue jersey, and uh, you know, and throw bombs at each other. But the executive branch has got to be red, white, and blue. We got we're doing it for everybody. Do you think Joe Biden's going to be the Democrat nominee? Uh, if he's alive, yeah, he will be. I uh, mean, I, I I think the 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 only scenario in the possible world would be somehow, which is an impossible thing, so I think it's near zero, but if somehow Donald Trump uh, was not in the race or just said, hey, I'm going to you know, take my billions and go you know, retire or do something, if he said he was going to be out, they'd be in a panic because the one thing that's holding the Democrat Party together is our former president because they use him for fundraising, they use him for getting out the vote, uh, they use them for, you know, motivating their base. 
And and I, I think Biden doesn't exist without Trump in 2024. I mean, I, they would without Trump. I think you know there because uh, that's the one person that they think they can be. That's he, they can, he can be the rallying cry for the Democrats to win. And so it's it's just an interesting thing. But I'm not I'm not a pundit. I'm not running to be a pundit. I'm running to be president. I'm running against Joe Biden and Joe Biden's policies on economy, energy, and national security are completely 100 percent, 180 degrees in the wrong direction. And that's why we've got this high inflation and high interest rates. That's why we're, you know, out, you know, we're trying to kill the U.S. energy industry and we're empowering dictators, uh, you know, buy EV batteries from China. And then when you kill the U.S. oil industry, I guess we'll just buy all of our oil and gas from Venezuela and uh, in OPEC because the demand for energy globally is not going down. When you kill the U.S. energy industry, other people replace it. Russia, Venezuela, OPEC, these guys replace that production. And it makes the they produce it dirtier than we do. So these environmentalists that think they're saving the world by driving an EV or shutting down a pipeline in the U.S., all it does is just displace demand. Displace demand. That demand comes from people that don't have EPAs, that don't care about the environment the way we do, and the world gets the the world environment becomes worse. And so that's why I say 180 degrees. If you cared about the environment, you would be insisting that we build pipelines in the U.S., that we use clean U.S. energy, that we have every drop and every electron made in our country, not someplace else. And and then, of course, if we do that, that's how we win the Cold War with China, because China imports 10 million barrels of oil a day. The one tool we could use to win a Cold War with China is food security and energy security. And our diplomats, the four cabinet leaders that have been there, don't even bring those two topics up because they're too busy trying to regulate our own country out of out of business. I asked you about Biden. You obviously would be running against him in theory if he were there. But Donald Trump is a prohibitive favorite right now. Why are you a better choice than Donald Trump? Well, I think that the the real answer lies here in having competition for the Republican Party. And the voters in Iowa, New Hampshire are going to get to decide that. When I look at the polls in New Hampshire and I say, hey, if you've got the leader at 42 percent, that means 58 percent of the people today, three months before, they don't even have all – there's lots of new information. You know, you're people like you that didn't may not have heard of me two weeks ago. Everybody in the country has all the information they can on Donald Trump. You can't really add more information into it. Every voter's already made up their mind. So between now and January, those 58% of the people that are looking around for alternatives, that's a majority. You know, ignore the national polls. There isn't campaigns happening nationally. They're happening in Iowa and New Hampshire right now. That's the real signal, not the noise. And, and those folks are looking, and there's a lot of new information we can put in to say, hey, here's someone, as you said, that's got, you know, we're, I've been making payroll every two weeks since my mid-20s. I've created more jobs than all those other candidates that I was on the stage on with the other night, and likely the former president himself with all the companies that I've been involved with in the job creation. And, and they're high-paying jobs with meaning is what I've been involved in in the tech industry. And now we're in a world where every job, every company, and every industry is changing we're in a cyber war every day. Wouldn't it be amazing to have someone in the White House that actually understood what, what it meant to be a working American and have somebody who understood the technology of what it's going to take for us to improve our military, secure our borders, and, and, and supercharge our economy? That would be cool. And I hear that from all the time. And people are like, why don't we just get a common guy to actually run who knows he's got high executive function, who's proven he can get it done at the state level. And in North Dakota, we've got the highest GDP of any Republican-led state, we're on track to have the highest in the country. We've got among the highest education scores. We aren't having the issues that folks are having in some of these large cities. We understand borders. A 360-mile border with 
with Canada, and I and I had software in 1989. My software was getting stolen by China. Some people discovered China, you know, in the last month. You know, when I've been saying for a long time, we're in a cold war with China because they were stealing my software 34 years ago. Uh, when I walked into a street market in China, and there was Great Plains software for a buck for a five and a quarter inch floppy in 1989. They've stolen trillions from us. So someone who's got the experience I have and the ability to mobilize great high performing teams. Uh, you know, I think it's an interesting thing, and voters voters are going to get a chance to decide in Iowa, New Hampshire, if they think that's interesting in January. He's Doug Burgum, governor of North Dakota. If people want to find out more, where should they go online? DougBurgum.com. Outstanding stuff. I appreciate you coming on. Good luck uh, as this process continues to play itself out, Governor. Clay, love to be back on. Thanks for letting me uh, run and introduce myself to your audience, but Appreciate everything you're doing and appreciate the opportunity to be on with you. And thank you for those nice comments you made the other night. Uh, everybody in my family uh, was just wants me to say thank you, Clay. Well, I hope you th- I thank you for your family for those kind words. And also, good luck recovering on that Achilles. I mean, that has to be crazy to be traveling and working as hard as you can while you're recovering simultaneously. And I hope you get back on the basketball court soon. Well, thank you, and I would want to say I'm, if anybody wants to have a contest on who's got the strongest right leg, I'm, I'm ready to go right now <laughs> after, after five weeks on one leg. But uh, we'll be back for sure. We'll thank let you. Slow it down. Thank you. Yep. No doubt. I want to tell you, I live here in Tennessee. You guys know that, and I love preserving memories. I was just talking about going to Epcot, seeing President Ronald Reagan when I was four or five years old. My mom said, she texted me, she was listening, down on the Florida Gulf Coast right now on the beach. She said the way she kept track of me was she could see my red little tennis shoes when I was all the way up at the front uh, of that rope line. There are a lot of pictures of me in those old red tennis shoes from back in the 1980s. I want to preserve those forever. Uh, they're old photographs. There's also old videos of my family. We've taken advantage of Legacy Box. You can too. They're based in my mom's hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. I spent a lot of time down there when I was a kid. And You know the guys at Legacy Box? They have the largest collection of VHS tapes and of VCRs probably anywhere in the world because they're constantly preserving your old tapes and old photos and turn them into digital files. Ten years in business, they've helped over a million families save and relive their best memories forever. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay. You'll get 40% off. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. 
Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, Doug Burgum. It's pretty good, huh? I do like the idea of a guy who has had to make payroll being involved at a high level in the United States government. I know Trump has done this too, but any of you out there that have ever founded a small business and had other people's paychecks reliant on your work, know a feeling that, frankly, a lot of people don't, where you'll be laying in bed late at night and suddenly you just wake up and you just go to work. I mean, middle of the night, you're like, hey, I've got to... The amount of hours that you end up working if you own a small business that grows into a larger business is off the charts. And it teaches you how to make sure that you're focusing on the things that matter the most. And I just think it's an incredibly valuable skill to have for anyone involved in government because so few people in government have any clue where a paycheck comes from, or how to run a business for profit. I kind of wish we only had people who ran businesses for profit representing us in the United States government because I think we'd have a lot better balance. We certainly wouldn't be $33 trillion in debt. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, We'll talk some about this potential shutdown. I'll give you my take uh, to start off the next hour. We're also going to be joined by Tommy Lahren. And speaking of business guys, How about Elon Musk? The guy's got like 28 jobs and he just decided that he needs to go down to the border because where SpaceX is based, he's fired up and frustrated about our government. We'll talk about that as well. The border is a mess next. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiance who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify. 
It pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.